0: On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Samsung Smart Things, the Displace TV, and Sierra Lit mirrors. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry.
2: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 This is, is AV Nation. Nation.
1: This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 363. It's not real. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for TV. And this week I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Dennis Holzer. He is the CEO of Powerhouse Alliance. How are you doing, sir?
1: I am doing terrific. Thanks for having me, Matt.
0: Thank you for being here. And then we have uh Mr rich fragosa he's the pr- principal of fragosa design how you doing uncle richie i'm
2: doing good brother we have to decide to have an episode where you invite people that don't like you all at once instead of having you know instead of every one of your friends i'd like to go ahead and just have a show that's with people.
0: i do the john mccain my friends um <laughs> everybody's a friend until they like most of them are a friend to me on, for, like from my end, and I just friends don't of the what, show, That's... yeah, and I just don't care what they think of me. Um, because I don't want to know that because it's depressing and it gives me a compliment. Well,
2: fortunately, the uh, the west coast did not float away from all of the storms. This is the first <laughs> time that we've had sun in like two weeks, so
0: yeah, so it's been the, a little rainy uh, up there,
2: yeah, a little floody. It a was, it was uh, just a, a, a wee bit floody, but uh, a wee bit all wet. doing well and returning to our west coast mellow vibes.
0: There you go. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off uh, with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Samsung discusses plans for smart home post CES 2023. If you listened to our show last week, we talked uh, a lot about CES and specifically highlighted the fact that in, in the Samsung booth, they almost exclusively showed smart home, smart things, all of those aspects. It wasn't just, hey, look at all the TVs we sell. Uh, and that side of things. Almost everything was about the connected home. So read through this article, it covers a lot of really, really, uh, I don't want to say changes, but interesting thoughts from obviously a, a huge leader in the industry. Dennis, I, w- I want to start with you on this. Obviously, they 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 mentioned Matter quite a bit, uh, because they're one of the prominent contributors. They all also highlighted a a lot about their their smart things platform. When you talk to somebody in our channel, and talk automation platforms, etc, smart things is not usually something that's going to come to mind. Where does the smart things ecosystem, if you will, where does that fit into our channel? Does it
1: fit at all? Well, Matt, first of all, as a group, powerhouse is a distributor of the Samsung products. And I, and I think one of the areas, and, and we've heard that, that funky word for 30 years called convergence. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's happening when you take a company like Samsung who's in your basement with your washer and dryer, they're maybe in your kitchen with your, their refrigerator. Um, let's not forget they have a high end line of decor appliances And, you know, you take the ring doorbell and now it can, you can see that person on your refrigerator door. I think what happens is that their line of of smart products become somewhat mainstream to the average person Mm -hmm. because they're in so many places. The name is known and not everybody wants a complete smart home. They want they may want a smart home in sections of their home, but not in all their home. And I, and I think Samsung, because the name is known um, specifically, uh, you know, I go back to the days when, frankly, it was um, it was RCA in and Sylvania, and you know, most of those companies have obviously moved off. And Samsung has really filled that void significantly with a few others, and because of name. Because of abilities and because of the quantity of products, they fill a void, which I think a lot of the other systems, smart systems don't fill. There's bits and pieces, and then there's, you know, total systems. You get into, you know, the Crest Johns of the world and Control 4s of the world, but I think they fill a a void for the average consumer and also for the installer that you know, can't put bits and pieces of those other systems need something mainstream.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Rich, there's there's a couple really interesting aspects of this. Um, they highlight that the, the the housing trends are really dictating the smart home trends. And they allude to uh in the article that 25% of people aged twenty-five to thirty-four are living in a multi-generational household which are, is a really, really nice way of saying they were living with their parents. Um, <laughs> they also highlight, it, it is, it's genius marketing. I love it. Um, they also highlight a, a couple of things um, further down in the article talking about, you know, a, a essentially almost a one, a one room solution, right? A, a way to, you know, dock your phone on a smart thing station and trigger a couple things in that room. Not necessarily the whole house, but just in that room. And that the the personalization of that is going to be the differentiation factor for them. Given what Dennis said uh, uh, about the, the void that they fill and given the name brand recognition, does this not almost open a whole new avenue for, for smart home, for connected home?
2: Well, I think that um, there's a couple of things that that is starting to occur. Um, the you can hear, you know, all of the the publicized reports about how uh, Amazon is just hemorrhaging money over Alexa and and their big bet on voice. But it was the primary device that opened the floodgate. I think Alexa got part of the overall consumer community (laughs) as Alexa listened, um the overall consumer community to (laughs) as we decided that we don't want her listening in that's the name of this episode which is stop listening in um what we've discovered is that it 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 was the first foray for a lot of people it was inexpensive um and people figured out that there were some security issues that they weren't crazy about occurring with uh, using a, a company like Amazon to provide their voice control. So I think I find that Matter is becoming version 2.0 of consumer voice control, where they are saying, well, we're not gonna give you 100% security, but we're also not gonna give you zero security, right? We're not gonna harvest your information, but we're going to use it to fine tune your experience. Insert air quotes, for real. Um, and Matter is, I think, the approach where the 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 large companies, you know, the Apples of the world, Samsung, all of them have said, all right, we tried it our, on our own on an ecosystem. We're not going to admit that our version 1.0 was a failure. We're just going to very subtly move into version 2.2. And, hey, look, we're all playing together. Isn't this great? We're doing it for you. They're not doing it for the consumers. They're doing it because they have exhausted so much money into bringing their products to market that it is far easier for them at this point to work across a licensing scheme than to develop brand new one-off products. And so, for the consumer, ultimately, it'll be better. Um, we're going to see price points that'll come in, but you know, strictly with you know what Samsung is doing. You know, kids are living with their moms, we talked about at the beginning of the show, which was, um, you know, that is a large segment of the up and coming consumer and the buying groups that are going to be there, that we're going to be seeing over the next five years. That is the prime demographic for electronics, like smack dab in the center. You've got that group there and then you've got the 50 plus male, right? You know, the 50 plus male is gonna be the one who goes for the big ticket items. But like, if you're trying to sell a million of something, this is who you're going after. And because these people are in multi-generational households, the rules of the smart home have changed. Before it was about an integrated ecosystem, right? Because you'd have two people and maybe kids going through a house. And so if you went from the kitchen to the bedroom to X, Y, Z, you wanted a unified experience. Well, because you have these multi-generational families, you now have isolated rooms where they may just be interested in controlling that specific area. So if it is a purchase sub thousand dollars where they can go ahead and, you know, tech out their room that they grew up in, but now they're a twenty something, um, that gives them some I think psychologically, it's that adulthood purchase. It's like, I did this cool stuff. I did the tech, same reason why they have a thousand dollar phone, $700 smartwatch, you know, all of those things in terms of a purchase standpoint, if you can make it, um, you know, a purchase where they feel that they can take a a flyer on it, you're going to sell some stuff. And so I think with Samsung, they just decided by joining matter, given the trend of, you know, they let Google be, or not Google, sorry, Amazon be uh, the canary in the coal mine to see where those hazards were. Um, They're able to now say, okay, we're going to play with everybody because we're already providing chips to a lot of these guys. So let's jump on in. All
0: right, gentlemen, let's uh, change topics for a second. This comes to us from The Verge, a $3,000 US uh, totally wireless displaced TV is the definition of CES absurdity uh, from Chris Welch. Uh, who is a a great tech reporter. Um, if you followed CES coverage at all, this was one of the highlights that made all of the uh the newsreels. Um, God, I sound really old when I say that. Uh, all the TikTok things, if I watch TikTok, uh, which I don't, which is why I said newsreels, um, it's from a company called uh Displace. It's a LG Signature OLED M uh TV, similar to that. Uh, it's supposed to run off of four hot swappable batteries and attached to a wall via suction cups. Um, and again, it's $3,000, which for a 55-inch 4K is a little pricey, but it's suction cups to the wall and is completely wireless. Rich, I have seen countless uh, videos of this. I've heard a bunch of you know water cooler talk about this it's pre-production they're planning to ship 16 or sorry a hundred units first run they can't seem to do math because they say if you put four of them in a cube you're going to get a 16k 220 inch image uh, which is not how arithmetic works um maybe it does where they go to school i don't know um I don't really even understand the concept of this. I don't know the use case. Um, I don't know why you'd want it necessarily. Um, Who's buying this? If they can make it other than the person that has $3,000 that they really could care less about and go, oh, cool. I can stick this to a mirror. They won the press wars. This was a marketing win. Cause it's not a product
2: yet. Isn't that CES in general? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, this is one of those ones where if you can win the war of coverage, when you go out and you start looking for investment dollars, yep. that is a huge lead in to potentially make it a product. Here's the part that sucks within the next 30 days. I'm going to start getting calls about, well, why do I, why do we need all these wires? Why does this have to be here? Can't we just get one of those wireless TVs? The amount of calls that integrators are going to get from designers and architects about wireless TV. This is one of the downsides about, you know, when you have a great marketing approach. Yeah. Their math is off. The fact that you're supposed to be able to put them in a, Uh, you know, a multi-display configuration. And basically their sale pitch was buy three, get one free. Uh, (laughs) uh, Literally, (laughs) buy three, get one free. (laughs) Um, You know, it's the the constant hedging of the, well, you could put the batteries in, but we don't know real world yet. I mean, there was so much hedging when they Mm -hmm. displayed it. Now, yes, that's part of CES. That's part of when you're part of the industry, you know that they're playing the smoke and mirrors game. Consumers don't have that experience. Consumers just go, well, I saw it in the press. I saw a YouTube video or I saw it in my TikToks. It must be real. And so this always goes back down to expectation management, right? You now have to re-educate your customer on what is available and what's a good idea and what's a bad idea and what will be a good idea in a few years. Um, But somebody had to be first. I mean that's the way yeah. it comes down. Somebody had to be first, um, you know. LG has really taken it, except for the part of the power cord, right? You know, and that's the whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, we do rise. So how do you power it? Oh yeah, we'll get to. That. And if you ever notice, like you know, the one that always gets me is the um, is the super thin TVs that they Photoshop out the po- power cord. you know know, it's like oh yeah power plug optional if you want it to work um so you know i mean as soon as i saw this i i just went here we go again it's a you know it is it will be a new market yes will somebody find find will somebody crack the code on it at some point for usable displays with some form of power you know i mean again where does it work If you've got an IT department or a service department, hotels are a possibility. I mean, rough placement areas. But to position this as a consumer device, it's going to create a lot more confusion than it's going to help for the next year.
0: Dennis, uh, all of that aside, and and I don't disagree with, with Rich there, the part that I can't get past is the use of suction cups. And a a vacuum system. Now I will preface that with one of the coolest tools I own is we have the Milwaukee air tip suction thingy um, that goes on our, like on, on the packout vacuums we have and you push that to the wall, you hit the power button on the vacuum and not only does it suck uh, the dust from whatever you're cutting out of the, the little, the trough thing, um, but it also attaches itself to the wall so you don't have to hold it, which is amazing. Um, we're looking at, for for the shop, one of the Festool air suction workbenches where you can put a, a board on it and it'll suction it down uh, so that you can do whatever you want. It's It's phenomenal, but it plugs in. And all of those things are designed to essentially hold horizontally, whereas this is a $3,000 TV that is supposed to vacuum itself to a a flat surface, what happens when that seal is broken unintentionally, either due to a battery issue or whatever? That right there makes every other cool aspect of this useless to me. Is this something that you can see in any way, shape, or form making the light of day long-term?
1: absolutely not yes <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's first of all the the talk of suction cup and commercial application if that ever passes then i guess i'm going to leave the industry because if you and again forget just our industry the trials and tribulations of everything you need to do in a commercial setting versus a residential setting putting a picture on a wall you know if you go into any hotel room you will find that that picture is locked onto that wall with screws nails wire and you know every tv has 13 prongs so it's grounded and regrounded and regrounded um i have never in my life thus far Been able to find any suction device that works for me on on anything, let alone, and that's in a residential use. So, moving from commercial to residential, uh, how many residential people, even if the math were working for 4K TVs, you know, if that math did work, um, nobody's putting that into really a residential application. And, And I agree with Rich. What happens, and We've, unfortunately and fortunately, every show we go to, and it doesn't matter whether it's CES, and I'm sure this applies to every show and, and, and every other aspect of life, that people got to make a splash because that creates their name mm-hmm. and that creates that they're a forethinking thinking company. And, you know, right now, every consumer grasps on to... Portability, grasps onto wireless. And, you know, the fact is, I think this was a great advertising ploy. They succeeded. And you're right. Now that there are such things as Alexa and Google and and other things, consumers get this information. And, you know, there's always somebody who wants the newest BMW. So you're right. What are they going to do? They're going to call their integrator. And they're going to say, I just saw this wireless TV and I have a perfect place for it. And then we look like bad guys because we end up saying, no, that's it's not a real product. What do you mean? I saw it on TV. Well, it it really these things aren't going to pass. And what happens is it it ultimately backfires. And again, I think in every industry from people who want to be out there, I I applaud LG for they, they achieve their goal. That's the bottom line. And and, you know, between Samsung, Sony, LG, they're all trying to get one step ahead, at least in the public's eyes. Yeah. And this is a mode that they used and they were very successful at it. And unfortunately, we're all going to pay the price.
0: We'll uh, we'll have to see if displays can make it happen. All right, gentlemen, let's hit our last topic of the day real quick. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today uh, and a good friend of the show, Jeremy Glowacki. Sierra uh, introduces the next generation of lighted mirrors. Um, Yes, not just TVs behind mirrors, but a traditional lit mirror. Uh, They've got what they are calling the brightest, slimmest, lightest, and most energy efficient Lighted mirrors to date uh for Sarah and brings their patented pending marine grade mirror housing design uh that provides game-changing functionality and aesthetic improvements. Uh go read through the quick article uh real quick. Uh it, it's a very interesting concept here. Dennis, <clears throat> I I'm glad you're here for this one because we've seen a huge push in the channel to kind of embrace the bathroom a little bit more and we, we've covered it i think three weeks in a row to in in some way shape or form uh on the show last week we were talking a lot about kohler and their push to our market to help them get uh, some other smart bathroom products installed and, and functioning properly from the the tech side this looks like another you know just add on to that side of hey you know we're the integrators. We work with them for TVs. They also make these awesome lit mirrors. You're looking at lighted mirrors already. Why don't you use these? They're fantastic. Is there a push from the distribution side to support fixtures in this sense?
1: In our experience thus far, the answer is no. Um, Specifically over the last two to three years, the electronics business, the integration side of the electronics business has boomed Mm -hmm. with people doing things in their houses and integrators, many integrators, even though we're starting to see a little slowdown are still backed up in doing what they do. And as a result of that, they are slow to embrace new areas into their business because they're so busy doing what they're doing and what they do well and what they know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, and I will put this in, I'm sure you'll remember, not remember, it's still going on that there's a big push in our industry to do things like, uh, water shutoff valves mm-hmm. because you can control them on your phone and, and, and different integral products like that. And I think this is one of those products that, factories are trying to get this channel to embrace that product yet they're busy enough with what they're doing and what their core is to start looking in directions of things like lighted mirrors and I, I think this for our integrators um, and for you know kitchen and kitchen and bath people you know it's What we try to do is we try to couple up with installers. So the bathroom installer is the bathroom installer. We're the electronics installer. We'll work with them to give the customer, you know, the experience that they're looking for. But we're not going to make a right or left turn at this point point in where we are in electronics to go after products like that to try and sell them.
0: All right. Rich, let me let me ask you this. There's been a massive push in the channel to get into light fixtures. We've seen it from a a couple of manufacturers within the industry. We've seen it from some major manufacturers outside of the industry who are pushing to get in and not just low voltage lighting, but also line voltage lighting. If you are an integrator who has gone down that lighting path, is this a simple add on? I think
2: it can be. Here's one of the things that I really appreciate about Sora. Um, Family owned. They have been committed to the CI marketplace from day one. Tim and Gretchen Gilbertson, who are the CEO and co-CEO, are amazing people. In fact, Gretchen was one of the very first people that I interviewed for CE Pro many, many years ago. And so um, I've always had a very warm spot in my heart for them as manufacturers because they get the market. Um, It's not it's not a product that they just went, Oh, we'll just go ahead and, and make a mirror. They've been it 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've put a lot of them in, in when, when we need a, and again, in a bespoke situation as the technology advisor, that is a much different route that you're going to take than, uh, you know, a couple of pair of speakers in a Sonos. I mean, they're just two different markets at that point. Um, Selling a luxury or a bespoke commodity has to be part of your overall company DNA. And, and you have to decide who you are when you're going to sell a product like that. There are ways to partner with, you know, typically something like this comes out of a partnership with the architect or the designer. Very rarely is it with one of the trades where you've got an electrician or a plumber and they go, mm-hmm. hey, let's go ahead and put in TV." It doesn't work that way. This is a design decision, which has benefits, um, but it's also just one of those really cool gee whiz things. But it is one of those instances where you have to have the right product in there to prevent failure. Because if you go in at, from a cost-cutting measure and that thing fails, you're in a world of hurt. I mean, we've done them in saunas. We've done them in showers. We've done them in you know all of these unique locations. But the first and foremost thing that you have to deal with With what is basically going to be almost a a quasi-permanent installation is that Mm -hmm. thing has to last. So, uh, you know, I, I think that it can be a often unexplored profit center if you position it correctly. But it is one of those items that you have to consider how you're selling it consider your client, it's a great lead-in. Because again, Mm -hmm. if you want to go from step one to step two, which is, well, how do I get into all of these projects that show up in these magazines and everything else? You have to become a thought leader in your area. And the way that you become a thought leader in your area to trades that don't know what you know is to be able to do things like a lunch and learn at a design company or an architectural office to go, by the way, Here's some of the manufacturers that we work with. Here are unique products that we have for, you know, these kind of, these kind of projects. Um, it, is, it is not just a, hey, you want a mirror TV and somebody goes, oh yeah, I've got to have one. It's That is not how you approach that sale. Um, this is part of finding a way to integrate yourself with your design community if possible. I think it's a great way to introduce yourself personally. Mm -hmm. Um, because once you get that down, you're building the relationships with people that you planted the scene in it. But if you're going to try to treat it like a pair of speakers or an audio video receiver, or, you know, uh, you know, an outdoor speaker or something, you're going to feel miserably at that because it's not a thing to sell. It is part of, Hey, I'm not just the AV guy. I'm not the cowboy that's coming in who's saying, cut a hole there, cut a hole there. Right. This is the gripe about the CI industry for the past 35 years. They're cowboys. They come in, they don't play well with others. They just do what they wanna do. They sell what they're gonna sell. And, you know, well, they work for the for the homeowner. They don't necessarily work for the GC or for any other trades. So, you know, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. I view it as an opportunity for a product to show your maturity in the market.
0: That's a good point. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Rich, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that?
2: Uh, you can type my wit name into the interwebs. I am uh, on the socials, except for TikTok. You won't find me on the TikToks. Um, yeah, no, 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 Uncle Richie Dance posts, but you never know. Maybe we'll we'll get a splash. Uh, the company is forgosadesign.com. But hopefully, as I say, I hope the best place you can find me is here on avianation.tv and our suite of shows including a state of control uh, with my good partner, Steve Greenblatt. And in the next two weeks, I hope that you will be hearing from me from lovely Barcelona, where I will be uh, at ISE uh, interviewing and doing booth tours for AV Nation while I'm out there. So I'm excited about it and looking forward to bringing you all that's good and fun to see from Barcelona.
0: Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Mr. Holzer, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Powerhouse Alliance. Where can they do that?:
1: Easy: powerhousealliance.com, or you can visit, and if you go to Powerhouse Alliance, you'll see our map of 11 members in 67 locations, and or if you want to just get a hold of me and ask me anything, it's D. Holzer at powerhousealliance.com. We're happy to take on whatever you'd like. And Matt, I want to thank you for the opportunity today.
0: Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you uh, all again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover.